0: Alright. Welcome back to the drawing board, the number one podcast in the world. Thank you guys for listening, watching, viewing, and subscribing. I'm your new co host because um <laughs> Mohammed got fired. He's too shit, but
1: um <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm yeah, We actually have a special appearance from Logan Paul. Uh give it up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh no, but uh for real do you wanna introduce yourself?
0: Yeah, um Tell me about yourself. Uh yeah. What's up guys? Name's Amr. Amr the Hammer.
1: And uh yeah. I'm Christian Muhammad's friend. Dude, we Amir, we, we used to um, troll this guy because every time he would in, in first year when he would introduce himself, he, he would say it's like, "Yo, my name's Amr. It's like hammer without the H. It's like, dude, we would laugh so hard because like it was like a a voice line built in to him. Um, Amr, Okay, so
2: a quick like people don't know anything about you yet. So so here's a good icebreaker question for you. Sure. Um, what is one thing that you learned in like the past year that you kind of, like, changed your mind on? What is one thing i
0: learned in the past year that I, like, changed my mind on, so, like, I had an initial perspective on it, and I changed? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not that I had an initial perspective of it, but I was just kind of ignorant to the fact that, like, I feel like, like, when you go to university, like, like, you start to realize that, like, the problems you have, like, as a kid, like... Like, you always, like, for example, like, whenever you had a problem as a kid, like, you'd always go to your parents and whatnot and be like, oh, I have this problem. And then they'd just, like, always have, like, a solution for you, right? But then, like, when I got, like, a little bit older and, like, when I got to university, like, I started to realize that, like, my parents, like, have these same problems in a way, like, but, like, they don't have, like, that, like, direct person to go to. Because, like, when when we're kids, we always think, like, our parents have all the solutions, but, like... You kind of like learn to realize like they're kind of just like us in a way.
2: Yeah, I agree. I but they're still I mean, good. Like, like all our, all our, all of our parents are immigrants, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to my dad about this. Um, Fobs. Like, if you, if if you, if you look at our lives and you look at their lives, like we're actually useless. Like, think of the biggest risk that they took. It was like uprooting their entire livelihoods and moving to it like halfway across the world to a new country and like mac if i was to ask you like what is the biggest risk that you've taken in your life
1: like like going to vancouver i guess so it was a yeah, like, risk it was like i wanted to do it and it was yeah like, like, like them. But it's just like if you look at it from like a perspective like the biggest change I ever occurred in my life probably going to vancouver yeah
2: yeah exactly like like but that's still pretty risk-averse. Like, it's a, it's a good yeah. thing that you went to Vancouver. Yeah. Like I was asked my dad, he's like, my dad's like, yeah, like, like you, like, you know, like, going to Waterloo is like, that's such a big risk for you. And I was like, bro, like, yeah, that's the opposite of a risk. Like, yeah. everything is literally, like, set up for me as soon as I entered. Yeah. Um, it's like, one thing I'm thinking like. It's,
1: it's, it's, like, hard to even have in perspective. Like, like, for our parents, like, they literally left everything. And, like, they came yeah. to a country where, like, I mean... They, they were like okay at the language they were like passable at it they didn't know if they would have a job here i'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure but like all your parents but like for my parents at least my dad yeah. like he like came here and like he didn't have a job in like his field of study like i to like just work like odd jobs for the longest time and like try to like like you have to come go to uni well i was not uni but it was like uh it's called say at calgary and like do that again and then he eventually got a job in oil town but it's like there's so much like they, they had to leave behind yeah yeah but um like
0: hey yeah, go ahead no i was just gonna say like I don't for, like for some reason. Like the way my dad describes it, it was it seems so nonchalant for him. He's like, "Yeah, I always wanted to go to Canada." So like when he he like came to Canada when he was like twenty eight, I think. Like he came like when he's kind of young. Like like he's like yeah like I was always the smartest guy. So like I I, I, I was able to get like a, I was able to get someone to um like help me research in my like in, in like when I was doing like my PhD. So he like just pulled up to Edmonton. And then, yeah, my, my, my wife just moved the next year. And then, yeah, that was it. Like, it seems so, like, nonchalant for
2: my dad. Like, cause my- Wait, Amr, did your parents meet in Egypt?
0: Yeah, my parents met in Egypt. They got married in Egypt. And then, um, yeah, and then they moved to Edmonton. And then, like, a year and a half later, two years later, I think. Because they moved in, like, 2001, I was born.
2: Oh damn! Like I wish everything happened except for the you being born part. Damn! Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Now. You know, you know, my dad. Um, I always think about this because my dad was like gonna go to this university, this tiny ass city in in Ontario called Windsor. He was gonna go to a university like called University of Windsor there, and like I always think about like maybe like if he chose to go there, like I wouldn't have been born. Like maybe the chain of events would have been completely different.
2: Like, like he would have probably had a kid still. Yeah, maybe um, a kid, but maybe
0: just not me, bro. What? <laughs> it,
1: it, it wasn't <laughs> even you. It wasn't you. You're the the younger sibling. You're born in Edmonton.
0: No, that's what I mean. Like, oh,
1: you mean like? Oh, that's what okay, I mean, yeah. That's what I
0: mean. Because like, yeah. he already had my like my sister at the time. But yeah.
1: yeah. Oh shit! So your sister was born in Egypt. I forgot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we we actually talked about about that like pretty often. Like me and Amir, like will be set, like well, not not me specifically, but like Amir will bring it up. Like because like I think you also mentioned like he was thinking of moving to like somewhere in the U.S. And it was like between that and and Edmonton. And your mom was like, oh, "Let's do Edmonton." Like it was just like that, and then like you ended up moving to Edmonton. So like, That's that like crazy. tiny decision ended up like changing the course of events for like literally all of us. Like, it was a complete. It was a
0: complete spread. Like my dad. Like first of all, this is at the time like the internet was like a brand new thing. Like there was no like. Like, there was not, like, a lot of available information online. Like, my parents were not accustomed to using it, like, obviously. Like, like my dad just asked my mother. And, like, taken... My dad, like, doesn't even know, like, at the time, like, where any of this is located on a map. Like, he doesn't know what Canada looks like or, like, where these things are located on a map. But he just asked my mom, like, yeah, like, there's this option in this city called Edmonton. And there's, like, Windsor. Like, he was choosing between those two. And, like, you Michigan was, like, the back up back up but like he like he was like and she's like yeah let's just do edmonton i have a good feeling about
1: it and it was yeah that was crazy you I, I strive for that level of like spontaneity to be like yeah fuck it, let's go to edmonton <laughs> yeah yeah but to, to go back to your point Amber, about um how like it wasn't as difficult like I, I think like specifically for like my parents like it was very difficult because of the fact that like like my grandpa was like like they were like not well off like at all like they, they had just moved from like the village to like the big city like the whole like urbanization immigrant type uh, not immigrant but like moving within your own country to try and like find a better life for yourself in a big city that entire trope and like he's like had i had like a very small like like vegetable and like fruit, like shop type thing and like that's like to use that to support like my dad and his four siblings is it four yeah, his four siblings. So, like, for my dad to leave and like kind of just leave everything behind, and like, there's a potential of like it not working out. Was like, it not only like risked his own livelihood and his own future, but like the future of his like his siblings as well. Because my grandpa ended up passing away. Like, when my dad was quite young, and like essentially became like the like the man of the house, like provider type role. Um, when he was like, he was, like mid or mid to late twenties. Was there pushback yeah. from? Do you know if there was like
0: pushback from your dad's like family? Like, like when he said like I want to go," they were like, "No, no, no, don't go."
1: not I mean they, they were like they were like more just right to support whatever decision he made like my mom was pushing for it quite a bit because like she, like in her head like like obviously like like we were like d- doing well enough in Pakistan like my dad had like a decent job but like there's always like the limit economically of how far you can go when you're in like a developing country so for and also like with education for us like she was saying like she wants to go to a country where like because we'll have like good opportunities for education regardless of how we're doing like financially because like in pakistan like even now like unless you're like very rich like it there, like the chance of you going to like a, a private school or a school that has like high quality education is like it's like low you know what i mean i see yeah yeah so i mean they were more just ready to like support whatever decision he made but like it was more like my dad kind of like internally complicated contemplating like if he wanted to leave all his friends and like his stable job behind to like make the risk of go- going there probably having to work like some like odd jobs for like some well, quite quite a long time until like he's able to find something in his industry, but hey, it ends up working out. So w.
2: Yeah, yeah Wait, do, do your parents want to move back? Like my parents, like after all this, like after all the struggle, after like like you know they made it. Um, mm-hmm. their goal is to end up like moving back at some point, um, which is like really interesting to me.
1: Yeah, I, I think. Wait, I'm Want to go ahead first because I think I remember us talking about this. Like you mentioned.
0: Yeah, my, like for like, I'm pretty sure my parents definitely trying to move back.
1: Like definitely. Without a doubt. Yeah, I, I think, like, Insane. my dad, like, would want to move back. And, like, my mom would, like, she want to go visit, like, her, like, siblings and whatever, but she wouldn't want to live in Pakistan. I, I feel like she's, like, like, too close to us to, like, just move away. Because, like, obviously, like, we're not going to be moving back to Pakistan, right? right? Um, yeah, I think she'd want to stay, probably, like, in Calgary or something like that.
2: Wait, wait. My mom's been saying she wants to move to Cali, too. Because I'm here, like, a lot. And then my brother lives here as well. Um, and so, like... Me and my brother constantly tell my mom like, you're yeah, like, don't come, please." <laughs> Calgary, huh? Huh?
1: To 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 where?
2: No, to, ca- to California.
1: Oh, California. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a hawk. Uh, um, speaking of speaking of California, if you want to go into that, like you've been uh, doing your annual tour of the United States, starting in New York, Boston, and, and now in SF again. How's How's that been? Um. Yeah, it's been really good. I think so. A lot of things I do is like I
2: tour to the universities at these places, and so I felt like I pu- I put this in my vlog. For those of you that don't know, aside from the podcast, you know, me being a content creator that I am, I also create vlogs
1: on Snapchat for the for the squad. this um, plug.
2: <laughs> yeah, Taco Man seven
1: four three nine. If you guys want to add me up on Snapchat. So speaking of vloggers, um, okay. I'm not gonna lie, yo. Vancouver Group is like. Kind of in the lead right now, like there was, no there was, was, was yes, yeah, like, like you have been pulling it back, but like the consistency from the Vancouver group is, yeah, okay, blog. consistency. And be, like they, they they've been out there, they've been popping out blogs. You know, Michael's putting in work. Uh, I don't know the dance with other dudes, but they seem chill. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Chris, okay, Chris's Chris's are, the problem is four v one.
0: Christians are like higher quality, but like heat is like more con- like consistency over quality for sure
1: really okay if 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 you keep up with it though like you you can pull ahead because i think that the like you're doing like more cool stuff
2: imagine but i think i'm doing more cool stuff i'm doing a bad job of like like conveying like the coolness over over vlogs like like what i was thinking okay so one thing about snapchat that's really interesting that i like i need to think more about is like regular vlogs on youtube like you post them on a time frame of like maybe once a once a week right like Mm -hmm. um and so the idea is like If someone starts the vlog they'll finish the whole vlog but in snapchat that's not the case right people on snapchat like multiple times a day and if you post multiple times a day it's possible that like they'll see your like vlogs one at a time so they don't have to be continuous and like you can use images and stuff in this way too so like i think integrating like the fact that snapchat is like a time series based vlog can be game changing i just need to think about the right way to do
1: it i think like just like from drawing on, like, what other, like, Snapchat creators, like, I, I like, watch Mike Malak or, like, Jeff Woodick's like, post on Snap, mm. and, like, they'll, like, use, like, pictures to fill in, like, context gaps and then use, like, like the, the video portions to kind of just, like, elaborate on stuff or, like, kind of, like, have more, like, in-depth, like, sections. Because, like, obviously, like, it's difficult to just, like, pull out your phone and, like, start snapping because, like, you you, can, you have to capture the moment, right? But with a picture, you know, like, you'll get the capture. It might not be, like, as in-depth as you would get with a video, but at least the, the context and the image itself is there, so you can talk about it later on. Later on if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I don't so like
1: integrating. I actually don't like that style though, low key. Like I feel like it's kind of like weird. Like
0: like I like like and I've noticed too, like a lot of like like prominent influencers, they're like a lot of them are transitioning to Snapchat way more because because partially because it's just way more convenient. Like it's just easier to just quickly send something on your phone rather than going through this whole um like editing process and just like like filming and then transferring like footage and that kind of thing, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like wait, Chris, going back to your point, I feel like um, like creating content on on like YouTube, like if you look at a lot of like early influencers, like you'll notice that a lot of their earlier content is like not that high quality. Like a lot of them were not. Yeah, I agree. Were, a lot of them were not that concerned, and I I feel like a lot of fan bases originally like
2: are not that concerned about quality. Like that comes with, them, you know. Yeah, I agree, actually. Yeah, actually, like, the the key is storytelling. The problem, okay, so the problem, like, again, for the, the podcast watchers, like, I'm doing a vlog with Heath. I'll um, we'll probably make it on the podcast at some point. Um, He's in va- Vancouver right now with, like, three, three of our friends, and I'm here alone in SF. Um, And so, like, the problem, the other problem is, like, a story has characters. And you like in this in these stories you like see these characters over and over and over again, and so the problem is that Heath has four characters like built in at every point in the story, and I have zero characters like I have me like I am the character and I'm like Loki like doing a shit job, and so either I, I need to I, figure I, out. How I to think talk-
1: you did, did a good job with uh, that one guy from from uh, what's his name when when you were in Boston. What's the school called? Uh, Stanford. Like that one guy was it named Will or something like that? Oh, Will. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think yeah. I think you did a good job with Will.
2: Yeah, but Will moved away. Will is like in like like Will's like an hour away now. Or else, do you not have? A, he might be like, "Where are your roommates?" Um, I do, I do. Like, they're kind of older. Uh um, yeah, you know, that, know, you know
0: what that's code for, Mom? They're kind of boring, bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, they're they're really vibing. I'm not. I'm gonna lie. Like, like they outfitted the house with like super like a lot of speakers and stuff. Um, but like they're just like into crypto. Like, I don't, I don't understand how to talk to crypto people. Uh,
1: um, they, yeah, how, thing. thing. How, how do you even I, find I think find them like, just like through twitter or like yeah but i, I think they're super cool like um
2: i think it's also a problem like i need to work on but like recently i've been like so obsessed with like the things that i'm working on that, like all i can think about is what i'm working on if i like meet other people like all i can think about is like oh like, what are they working on like how can i learn from this and like i think it's like made my personality pretty shallow
1: um I think it's like the California like He's been there for a week. He's already a California mindset. Crazy, <laughs>
0: dude! Chris is gonna turn to Iman Gadzi, bro. Like, uh,
1: so how much is your crypto project worth? Oh, like twelve ETH. I don't know if we can. Associate. Right
0: now, we aren't in a recession. If you can make money in 2023, you are not a man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what, Iman Gadzi is, Chris. You're not into no, it's the... not <laughs> really funny. Yeah, I think it's better that way. <laughs> um, Invest yeah, it is. Okay, but wait, so, oh, so uh... like, like you'll just pull up to like like universities in like California yeah. and like Boston and just like go see what's up to people you've met on Twitter and just kind of explore the city. Yeah, like
2: Twitter is pretty OP for this. Wait, wait, um, can we? Dive- oh, I guess like I met mean, like my my closest friends in Stanford. Like I met at like a random event and then we just like got closer over time. Um, no, but I, but, okay, I-, I so... need
0: to know this. I need to know this,
2: Chris. Use I
0: I replied to one of his stories, Muhammad, like do you remember like like that one story where it was like his his friends like eating like a lemon and they had these pills where like it turned all sour things yeah. sweet. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was yeah. sick, right? But like I was yeah. so curious. Like I asked her, it's like, yo, how did you meet these cool people? Like this is sick. Like and he was yeah. like he was like, Yeah, bro,
1: like you can just meet them through Twitter. Dude, I literally had the exact same, I literally wrote this down in my notes earlier, because like Chris had this one point in his podcast, or, or not podcast, on his vlogs, where he's like, like, I don't know what it is about, like, like, I I know when I've met my people. So I was like, like, I was curious of like, how, what is the process of meeting your people? And like, how do you know it's your people when you've met them? Like, how do you know that these are the people I'm like, I should and, and like commit to like long term and try to build relationships with them?
2: Yeah, this is, actually, I struggle with this. Like, um, the actual vlog piece was, was like out of confusion. Like, at Waterloo, like I came there, I, I thought I found my people. Like, and for Mac, like I knew like my people were there. Like, yeah. As you guys, yeah. Um I went to Waterloo. I was like, oh yeah, like, I also found my people here. Like, they're like, interested in tech. Um, you know, they're doing like fun things. Like, they're like not afraid to joke around. Sometimes they don't take themselves too seriously. And I went to like, I went to Harvard. Harvard, like, I guess was like, I didn't like meet. I was looking lame. I'm not going to lie. I didn't like Harvard that much. Uh, I went to MIT. Like, again, I found my people. Like, these people were like, you know, like crazy, like fanatics. Like, they like telling, like, you know, like wild stories, like sneaking into places. I'll tell you, like, so in, in MIT, there's this this tradition called hacking. But it's not like the, the like nerdy hacking that you're thinking about. This is like pretty much breaking and entering. Um, And so, like, the way it works is that hacking is just pulling a series of pranks uh, and getting, like, a bunch of, weird stuff in weird places. Uh, And so, for example, one time someone put like, someone disassembled and reassembled a police car on top of an entire like dome stadium. Uh, Like, they got on top, like nobody knows how they did that. Yeah, and so like, my friends from MIT, like they took me hacking. Uh, And so we went like, I remember that the place that they took me hacking to actually got locked. And so I kid you not, I think like I might be like, doxing myself here, but like we picked a lock. Like this guy like engineered a new like, a new, like, device to pick a lock. We picked a lock. Wow. We climbed, like, multiple pipes. And the story goes that, like, at some point, like, a couple years ago, this guy was looking at, like, the, the floor blueprints of MIT. And he was like, yo, there should definitely be a room here, but it's covered by concrete. So this guy took, like, a jackhammer to the wall and oh broke open God. a square. Yeah. Um That's how the story goes. Like, I don't know if it's true, but he took a jackhammer to the wall, broke the wall, and there was an actual whole room there where it was covered in nails. So this guy put, like, oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't be saying this. It's supposed to be secret. Um, all right, It's fine. No one watches the podcast. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs>
0: Damn, bro. Now I'm going to promote this on all my sources. So yo, you like, hey, 10, I, 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 I don't know if I'm
1: confusing, like, three different stories here, but, like, maybe Amar will correct me. Like, Amar, you, you know that the, the clock tower, like, outside of IKB, yeah. which is, uh, like, the library in UBC? Like, isn't there, like, a story that, like, there was, like, Two cows or something that were taken up to like the top floor of that and like killed or something.
0: Yeah, I I, I told you that story. So
1: did you? Okay, I think yeah, I, okay. Did. I knew I heard it from somewhere.
0: I think I did, but um, I'm not sure how cap it is. So, uh, but apparently, do you know what we're talking about, Chris? No. Do you know? Do you know those iconic photos of UBC where you just see this like very thin, long tower pointing in the sky? Like it, it's like a it's uh, like a Big Ben. It looks like Big Ben basically. Right. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Do you have an, a picture. Yeah, yeah. Basically it's that yeah, and it's always in front of this old looking castle like building. And um basically it like it when you're on the bottom, like it's like when you're like actually next to it, like it's like really big. Like it looks way bigger in person. But um apparently the story goes is like um they took a cow, like they somehow managed to bring a cow all the way to the top floor and like like the cow was stuck there. Like they didn't know how to bring it down. So they literally had to slaughter it. Like it sounds kinda gruesome, but I, I look you think it's cap. Like I think that's an old like Whoa. wives tale, but Was it Halal? Yeah, probably yeah, it was not. They- <laughs> 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 Like like imagine like they just like showed two like like uh, Syrian guys like on on like on, on like just a news report like breaking news the first halal cow like slaughtered on <laughs> point gray campus on uh... <laughs> I don't know was,
2: <laughs> wait, wait, How did we is get here, bro? Like,
0: that was so random. How do we switch here? <laughs> how do we switch it from
2: um, Chris's thing? <laughs> I I don't know. Oh, we talk <laughs> about hacking at MIT. Anyways, like the point is like they took me hacking and we like we explored a bunch of like really weird places and went through a lot of like really like sketchy like ways to get there i can't talk about them because i think like the cultures do not but what i'm saying is at mit uh my point is that like there's a lot of people who are there to explore like the purpose of a university is to explore like find who you who you are like do fun things like do crazy things experiment um and i think that uh like that culture doesn't really exist at Waterloo. And so that's why I really feel like I found my people when I went to like MIT and Stanford because like these people are just exploring. And they're doing cool things while they're doing it and like they're having fun and laughing. Mm-hmm. Um I think like it's starting to be becoming a thing at Waterloo, but um yeah, that's why that's why I uh, said I found you, my what people. Would You describe the culture at Waterloo to be like in a, in like the most simple way. Um I don't want to be a reductionist. Like there's like there are groups forming, Shadow Socratica. Um that, that I kind of go against this, like becoming the Waterloo anti-culture. Um, but like generally uh, for my first year, I felt that like Waterloo is a place where like people come and they grind and they like focus on their careers. And the reason is because every four months, all you're thinking about is what next internship you're going to do. Um, and so it just becomes a rat race at some point like you just like are preparing for like the next internship over and over and over again and i guess like in some way like that's a, that's a way to explore but what most people do is like they pick a track and they go down it for five years and like by by the, by the fourth year they're like mentally retired because like they're like setting themselves up for like a high-paying job like it's just like it's not the university experience that i thought and i, I, I think it's a privilege to say that um because if if i had kids that if I was, like, growing up in, like, a bad socioeconomic state, I would 100% send my kids here because, like, that's the best way to, like, make sure they have great livelihoods. But I think I just wanted more, like, spontaneity out of university. Another um, thing is, like, the grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah. And, uh, or is it was, like, probably a great place? Oh, so, so what is it about,
1: some... um, like, Stanford or uh, I think it's Stanford, that's the main one you're talking about, at MIT, uh, that, that you think, like, promotes that culture of, like, spontaneity and, like, being willing to explore um, interest outside of your field of study?
2: Mm, I'm pretty like strongly think it's like the incumbents, like the, the very original people that like created the culture, mm-hmm. um, which is created in a certain sense. And I, I think like universities like themselves do like kind of a good job of keeping it. Like they're pretty selective on who they admit such that like it's always very ambitious and creative and exploratory people coming into the university.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so that's probably why um, Waterloo's also really big, right? Like, like Stanford, like it, it's crazy to me. But like, Stanford campus is huge; it's way bigger than Waterloo's. But yeah. Stanford, like, only has eight eight thousand undergraduates, Dude, uh, and has forty two thousand.
1: Canadian universities are actually way too big. UBC has like I think forty five thousand people on Vancouver campus, bro. Yeah, it's
2: insane. Like, what, but your ridiculous. campus is
1: nice too, bro. No, 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 no. The campus is beautiful. Probably like one of the best campuses in the world. The problem is like there's just too many people.
0: I actually disagree. You know like? I actually disagree. I think. I think universities like Stanford under, uh, like under admit, low key, because they want to go for that like preppy, like 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 small class size like feeling, because obviously like like it comes with the prestige, like you're paying a lot of money, but I actually think like the amount of people on like at like Waterloo or like UBC or even like U of T in general, like I feel like that's like very conducive to building like like campus spirit and like and like. Like, because, like, I was telling, like, Muhammad this all the time. Like, no matter how big campus is, I swear I always run into the same people. It's so weird. Like, you'll literally be walking, like, like to, like, like one of the buildings at UBC. It's called The Nest. And you'll just randomly see, like, this, like, one friend that you have, like, that you saw, like, like two weeks ago. Like, it's just so random, like, how it works. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, don't know. I, I was going to say, I, I think that's kind of just, like... It's, it's like an anecdote, but, like, objectively speaking, if there's more people on campus, you're less likely to run to the same people and less likely to build those connections. Like, I'm saying, like, your anecdotes, like, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying, like, if you look at it from, like, an objective perspective, if you have less people on campus, you're going to meet the, the same people more often.
0: But you're you're thinking about it in a way like high school. Because, like, no matter... Because think about it this way. Like, imagine if UBC had, like, like 10,000 people or, like, 8,000 okay. people. Sure. You would, like everyone's classes is, like, so far apart. Like, they're all in completely separate buildings that, like, logically speaking, you'd still not really run into those people. Like, it's not even about, like, the amount of people. It's not that, like, you're being lost in a crowd of people. It's the fact that, like... Um, the campus itself is so wide and so big and there's so many different buildings and that's all universities. by the
1: like, way. Like, let's say for example we look at like our first year like chem courses like chem 123 or something right we had like four or five different sections within just for first year like chem classes right if we had like a quarter of the students we would have we wouldn't need that many sections and like you'd be seeing the same people every day. You know what I mean? Or, or on the other hand, you could have the same amount of sections, but like have smaller sections, so it becomes more of a high school classroom type vibe, um, and you're able to like build more I, easily. I
0: still kind of disagree because you're in different sections, but it's the same people in your section for five months. So, like, you're gonna still see the same faces in the same classroom, even if it's like a hundred person classroom. Like, you're gonna see the same faces almost like four times a week or three times a week for five months.
1: Do, what do you think yeah. is like no you're, you're probably right actually
2: um yeah i think like it's the it's a small world um ideology will always exist but <laughs> i think small class sizes are really important um like, there's lots of studies being shown that like actually like the smaller like class sizes there are um the more standard deviations, you are intelligent. Like, have you guys heard of Bloom's Two Sigma problem? Or like, no, It's not a no. problem, but, like, the th- no, phenomenon. No. It's, like, kids that are, like, one-on-one tutored are two standard deviations, more intelligent, than kids who are not, of like, course. one-on-one tutored. Of course. Oh, yeah. But, yeah but, there's, it's the average no. two, two sta-
0: I don't even think that they're but smarter.
2: That, they just, like, perform better on tests. But that's a complete no, 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 it's, no. It's no, it's that they're smarter. It's not just tests. Um, Like, the idea, the idea is, like, a one-on-one tutor, an expert, um, in some sense, is like the, is a, is a person who can suggest perfect next stepping stones to challenge you and, uh, for you to learn from. And it's so, like, a, a big a big like, goal of education is to try and like solve this Bloom's to Sigma like problem where we have a growing population, and we we have like less teachers, like, um, like I guess physical teachers, um, in the space, so, like how can we reduce class sizes such that we can continue to increase like humanities intelligence?
1: And like, another thing that corroborates that. Like, I can't remember what the name of the study is exactly, but there's a study done a while ago where like researchers went to like a bunch of like first, second grade classrooms and like told the teachers they were taking like intelligence tests on the students. And then they told the teachers which students were gifted and which were like just regular students or like even like challenged in some ways. And uh, the teachers ended up giving those students more time and those students ended up performing better on tests. But like after a couple of months, the two little teachers like, made it up like there was no gifted or like intelligent students So if we just like chose random students and told you that they were the gifted ones and you ended up giving them more attention and uh, because of that they ended up performing better on tests so, like it was just a feedback loop do you
0: also think that's like what you said is part of just like if, if like a teacher is teaching like just standard curriculum do you think like smaller class sizes kind of like help students like break out of their shell and like like are less, like make them less scared to like ask questions and like participate more. Do you think that's part of the reason?
1: Probably. Like, if, if yeah, you're in an environment where you're comfortable with everybody, you're more likely to ask questions for sure. Because like, like the, for example, like would you yeah. be more like for you, this like you're it's easier to ask a question in Simpsons classroom than it is in a lecture hall of one hundred and fifty kids you don't know, right? Yeah, definitely. But like, yeah,
0: I don't know. I think the biggest problem, like honestly, and it's like such an age old problem. Like, I can't believe. Like this hasn't changed, but like like I can't like the the biggest problem in my opinion is like this concept that teachers expect you to write and listen to them at the same time. I think that's such like an age old problem. like I can't believe that hasn't changed, like honestly, like think about it like yeah. every class you're in. All your teachers expect you to write down the material and listen to them at the exact same time. Like, they'll, they'll be ru- like going through a math problem, right? They'll be, like, either they'll have their notes pre-written, or they'll be writing it at the same time, and they're narrating while they're writing. So it's so hard for students, in my opinion, to do both tasks at the same time. And teachers have this disconnect. Like, they expect students to automatically get
2: what they're teaching, Especially in, like, the that's second... Like, that's, like, bad teachers, though. Like, Greenwood did a great job at this. Like, Greenwood would, like... She was fast, sure, but, like, she needed to get through content. But, like, she would go through stuff and then she would wait for us to write it down. Um, I think she did a good job.
1: Yeah, um, I think professors in general, like, are not... Like I think the t- design of universities as research slash education institutions is flawed because of the like on the one hand it's inevitable because the people who are most qualified to teach are the researchers and the ones who are at the forefront of their fields, but at the same time they're not there to teach their data their data research right so they have to end yeah. up teaching on the side, but like they're not they don't they don't want to do it or like they're not educated to do it,
2: which is why the move to like learn something that you're really interested about is like to find some expert probably at your university and just become make make a personal connection with them like you're not going to become like world changing like electrical engineering if like just by taking all like the regular classes like you probably have to like reach out to people who have been doing it for a long time
1: jose thinking about this like earlier like in the content of the podcast like there's so many people who are like at the like the forefront of their like fields like academically or like within like some sort like whatever sphere and like they don't have people who are just coming up to them and talking to them or wanting to like learn from them so like, you could like, just have them on for like a podcast episode like like imagine like you just called like like you the mayor of fort max like yo, you're trying to hop on a podcast for like an hour like ha, ha, like when is the last time Wait. that i'm dead ass bro like Wait, when was the last time like
0: crazy
1: yeah what um we should call the mirror for Mac on the podcast. I literally, oh. I was thinking this, bro. Like, the, remember, like, a while ago, I tweeted at you, like, I was like, yo, like, find a, a real socialist dude to talk to, like, update soon. Like, I didn't end up giving the update, but here it is now. Like, I was just watching, some, there was some random, like, debate on YouTube I found. This dude has, like, 100 subscribers on YouTube, but he's, like, a PhD in, like, uh, like practicals, like uh, like socialism or something like that from like some university in Mexico. Like this dude, like knows like very well what he's talking about. He explained it to you very well. But, like nobody's asking him these questions. Like, and I feel like he's willing to teach because of how passionate he is about his field. Right?
2: Yeah, you got you got to look for this. Field. Actually, like, something crazy happened. Um, so the original like I saw Rubik's cubes. Um, like sometimes. So the original time that I learned how to solve Rubik's cube it was often like really janky. Like, a uh, YouTube series. Um, I was like. It was like it was cool like i finally learned but it wasn't the best method uh probably at the time it might have been but um like it was taught by this guy named andrej Karpathy, and i was like in grade six i was like 12. okay it turns out this guy andrej Karpathy, like he turned out to be like the world's leading ai researcher and like now he's like super famous and like i look up to him because he like basically like pioneered the field of like deep neural nets wow. um it's like but, like, at that time, he was, like, some random dude who was, like, doing, like, Rubik's Cube tutorials with, like, like, not many subscribers. It's, like, I think YouTube talent scouting is definitely the move. Like, 500 subscribers, people who are just, like, crazy good at explaining things um, or, like, working on things and they're sharing their stories, but nobody's listening to them. Dude, that's, like, that already exists, bro. Team 10, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait. But the, the crazy thing is, like, um, when I was at Stanford, I was, like, hanging out with some friends, and
1: one of them knew Miriam. Like, one
2: of them was oh, good friends man. with Miriam from Fort Mac. Yes, bro. That's, I mean, it's, it's like 8,000 like like
1: 8, kids. Like, 2,000 of them are first years. Like, it's like this a very yeah. small chance, you know?
2: Yeah, okay. Isn't that crazy?
0: Like, But, like, yeah. it's the exact same yeah. thing. Remember, remember oh, no. Chris, Chris, remember when I called you and I told you my friend Shiv, like, he has a mutual friend with one of your friends? Like, what are the odds of that? Like, that's just as crazy if you think about it oh yeah or the the other day on on
1: heat's vlog when like him and his friends are just walking through IKB and they leave find the dude that like one of his friends is working with in like their co-op like like, what are the chances of that bro it is truly 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 a small world that's
0: what i'm saying Um, bro. that's what i was saying earlier like like it almost feels like you're in a in like a sitcom like you know like you know in sitcoms (laughs) or like tv shows like when the main characters they'll just be walking and, like, all of a sudden, just randomly, oh, what the heck, my best friend, bro, he's randomly ended up in Paris, bro. Like, oh, what's up, bro? Yeah. I didn't know you were here. Yeah. Like, It's,
1: it's, it's like just... a Pokemon encounter, bro. It's like, when you're, like, I don't know, it's not make makes sense to Amber because they don't play Pokemon games, but, like, when you're just walking down, like, <laughs> like, Route 12, and, like, Gary pulls up, it's like, yo, like, we're having a rival ball right now, dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a great analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, because it's uh, just like, it's
0: when you least expect it. I'm shedding a tear, bro. Shedding a tear. I should have known Pokemon. Yeah, I going to was it? Yo, Chris, there? what are you doing? Why well, I need to know this. You've been doing this for like the past like five minutes, bro. I, I think it's vlogging. Oh, I'm just trying to get like
1: content for the vlog. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say, Log the yeah, it's because they vlog the podcast. Content
2: ready, ready?
0: Christian let's
1: go. <laughs> Um, for, for the audio listeners, we, we just made a bunch of like YouTube shocked faces that you make on thumbnails. Yeah. We really need to get on, on
2: video though. Yeah. And hop Coming on TikTok sound bites. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are you guys? How's you guys went back to 4Mac, right?
1: Um, yes, yeah, sir. Recently. Yeah. Are you, you're just there, Mac, right? Yeah, I was supposed to leave yesterday, but West shit pose another blunder and cancel my flight that, again. By right? the way. Yeah, no, I, I was I was lucky, like, fine because like I was wanting to get my flight on Sunday, anyways. Like, I originally had a like an event planned for tomorrow for UBC Red Cross, so I'm a club movement, and but like then the, the event ended up being pushed for like two weeks later. So um, I was I was here for I, I could be here until Sunday, um. So I mean, it's a good thing that I got cancelled, but I'm I'm still kind of cheese at Westwood. Sorry. No, Westwood,
0: Westwood. Are you back? Yeah, I'm in 4Mac right now. Like, I'm not back in van. Like, I'm in 4Mac. Like, okay, okay. My flight's also on Sunday. Different flights, though, unfortunately.
2: You know, you got One thing I also noticed is, like, like the magic of 4Mac does not go away. Like, even after going to all these places, like, I think 4Mac is still, like, really hype. Yeah, of course. It's, like, where you grew up,
0: right? Like, obviously, it'll have that, like... It'll have that appeal to you, like, naturally. Like, it's still, like... Like, I remember, like, the first time I came back... Um, during our first reading, we can, first year, like, I remember, like, I came back, like, I literally like, collapsed on my bed. Like, I just took, like, a five-hour nap because, like, I didn't realize how much more comforting my own bed was, like, versus, like, the bed I was sleeping in
1: at university. I don't know if yeah. you guys
0: had the same experience,
1: but... Dude, for, for me, it's not the bed, but, like, literally the chair I'm sitting on right now, like, the comfort I feel, like, sat here on my, like, computer, like, on Discord with the boys just chilling on, like, this chair, like, it's literally unmatched. Like, I've never had this feeling of comfort. Like, I, I know it's, like, kind of nerdy, but, like, just on Discord, on this chair, like, <laughs> with this computer like All the time, no like, level of Leak comfort boys, bro. It's, 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 no, genuinely, dude like it's, it's not a genuinely, it's bro. not something to be joked about that's where friendships for me no it's God, true bro. it's true yo no, dude I'm, I'm tired of the League of Legends slander bro I've, I've had enough yeah, I League think
2: Hammer is salty that he didn't play yeah it, so, like, he
1: didn't spend enough time with
2: us it's true it's
1: true, it's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> no uh do, do is the fort, the magic of fort Mac just the fact that it's like your hometown, or do you think like on like a global scale, there's like a level of magic that fort Mac has
2: dude, I've been saying for a long time um like I think fort Mac like probably Westwood I don't know if it's all of fort Mac, but, like I think Westwood is genuinely like the uh, the best school like in Canada, like yeah, maybe like North America, uh-huh. maybe the world like wow uh-huh. like, huge don't maybe it's falling off maybe it was like like it was like a five year sprint uh in the middle like we were towards the end of it um but i just felt like every single person that was coming out of there was like thoughtful kind like people were like enjoying life and they're also like very ambitious like um it's kind of crazy for a school so small in a city like so like with like an easy easy path to life like because if you just go into oil like things there's like light work um for so many people to have big dreams um it's like that's the magic and when I come back, like every time, I'm reminded of the same thing. Like it's it's not, it's never as easy to find people like this anymore.
0: Yeah, wow. it's
1: unfortunate. Yeah,
0: mommy, wait, you, mommy. Sorry, I I'm not trying to go back, but like, did you know, like, harsh? This is so funny. Harsh, like one of our friends, um, he literally like, took his blanket from home like cuz i was thinking about this like in my head like when you're talking about like how like like how much you loved your chair from home like i was thinking like oh it would be funny if muhammad like took his chair to all the way to uc but then yeah. I, it reminded me like harshly took his own bed coverings like he's like right didn't everything no but like he did it for a reason like like i'm not sure if you did it just to like save money on like buying like new ones but like <laughs> No, because <laughs> Hartz really, shy, like, like you, he, like, loves his bed so much, like, and, like, the comforter and everything that, like, he literally like, took it all. I don't know. That's what I did, too. I, I have, like, Spongebob, like,
2: blanket. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Like, I will not. Like, it's so hard to see what that is. I, I think
1: you remember, like, mentioning it before, but you were, like, addicted to your bed. Like, you would, like, just do everything on your bed, right?
2: Me? Yeah. I Yeah, it was actually, like, really bad, so... <laughs> um (laughs) growing up this (laughs) guy told
0: me me he was addicted to the smell of his pillow bro
2: (laughs) yeah that's what I was about to say (laughs) (laughs) it's it's no joke it's like when I was little um my parents gave me this like pillow like it's like little square pillows like fluffy I call it green oaky and then, like I don't know, I don't know what started it, but like I would just like smell it, okay? Like I would just like sleep on it and then I'd smell it like a little bit, you know? And then it, like <laughs> it came to the point I never watched that shit, okay? Like, two <laughs> years know? in. Like, oh,
0: Where are you I'm including the cover? In it to smell it. Wait, no, no, so, no. Wait, sorry. To give comment, no wonder who's like, green this is not a normal pillow, right? Like not um, like one. Of those no, like- it's not like it's not like a bed
2: pillow. It's like a throw pillow. Yeah. Okay. It's, Like one of those pillows you give kids, yeah, um, yeah, I was like bury my face in it, I was like I was actually addicted to the smell, like like example, like I would take it to school sometimes because i like I liked it so much, um, and every day I would come home like bury my face in my pillow, wow. and I, like that's I think that's how I got addicted to my bed, like because, like, like my bed just had my pillow, um, it's so, like that that like that happened like until I had it until like the end of grade nine, like it wasn't like like, a very young thing. Like, I had this pillow that I would bury my face in until the end of grade nine. And then at one point, I was like, dude, like, I'm too old for this <laughs> shit. Like, I... It was, like, it was hard. I threw it no. out. No! I, like, I had, like... No oh, wait, well, You I should have, have kept it, bro. You threw it in the garbage? But, okay, to be honest, like, there was different versions. Like, every, like, three 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 and a half years-ish, my mom would be like, um, Chris, like, this is disgusting. Like, I'm throwing <laughs> this out. And then, and then she would, like, they will like, get me a new one. And then I'd, like... I don't know, like... can
1: yeah, we my reinvigorate pillow? the smell into it?
2: Chris, Chris,
0: yeah. <laughs> did, did the smell of your uh, pillow arouse you, bro?
2: Bro, dude, <laughs> just stop confidently. Like, I don't know. christian is, is Christian's no, first but... night
1: in Waterloo, bro. He's, he he pulls up to the, the yeah. fucking like a, a party. He's like, but I get with the chick. Uh, he's no. like, shit, bro. I need my pillow. Like, I can't get hurt. <laughs> <All> I'm, <laughs> saying, I'm, I'm saying I'm
0: saying I feel bad for that pillow. For one, Christian puberty, bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> That's
2: there so gross, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you know those dreams? You know those dreams that you guys have that um, like Christian saw his own pillow
0: his wet dreams, bro. Like, he just saw... This. Yeah, it's he's so... so, 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 so <laughs>
1: It's a PG podcast. PG, okay, bro, okay, come on. Bad, we're Dude, we're, we're supposed hey, to get the mayor of Fort Mac on, bro. He's gonna, he's gonna, like, look at one of the episodes just to get an idea of who you are. He's gonna <laughs> skip to this timestamp just hear about... Chris, fucking Hammer talking about Chris humping his pillow, bro. Fuck <laughs> okay, no. I do not hump my case. Please let
2: it be known. <laughs> this was purely, like, a wholesome, like, pillow thing that I had. Anyways, um, but... You know those jeans you guys have, like where like you go to school with the pants on, like. If you have those dreams like you just show up just? I never had, that, like, never had
1: that like specific type of dream, but like I kind of really. I, I I had like a, a genre of it, but like it usually had to do with like test scores or like showing up and getting like a twenty <laughs> on the like, Greenwood test or something <laughs> like that. Bro, <laughs> such <you> know? a... <laughs> don't lie. You had the same dream, bro. I don't even lie. You definitely did. told me you had that dream, bro. <laughs> told me he had that dream, bro. That dream, bro. No, I didn't. No way. You did. T- you saying, told me you that you would have nightmares about Greenwood, bro. This is Muhammad's nightmare
0: getting tests. No. You're, you're saying you had, you had your pants on when you received the test. No,
1: no, <laughs> no. No, I, I, I just mean like like the, the dread or like the embarrassment. But like it, it was like around like test season or like final season, like I would like have a dream that like I just like I like slept in for like my PATs or like I just like showed up and like like yeah. all C's or some shit on my like my exams and like got a 20% or something.
0: I have a dream like... Uh, Seriously. like, when we're holding this massive pencil. Like, it's this massive pencil, and it's like, put your pencil down. It's like, the pencil starts like
1: falling <laughs> on top of me. Nah. Is this a reoccurring dream? Did no, that be no, fucking hilarious? Up. <laughs> that would be that so up. funny, actually. I just made that up.
2: Wait, Muhammad, have you have you like been into lucid dreaming recently? Like, are you keeping up with dude, your
1: dream journal? Dude, I, I I'm mad at myself for not doing it because I, I need to start again. But like, no, it happened. I meant like
2: I met like a a researcher, mm-hmm. um. And like she was making this this app to help you lucid dream. Oh. It's only available on Android, but like I had an Android phone on me.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um, and like the idea is like like lucid dreaming is all about like like having some sort of stimulus at the start and then you feeling lucid and aware, mm-hmm. but you still being in the dream. And so um this app is supposed to be like it's like a like you do like a 20 minute meditation where like it goes through the steps of like what would happen in your dream to realize that like are lucid yeah and then i did it and i like did not it did not work like supposedly it's like research backed but it didn't work at no, all but like, but i, I, I think, th-
1: think it's like a whole process like i think it's like keep trying and eventually you'll be like you'll get a lucid event
2: i've had three in my life and one ended in sleep paralysis
1: right I, um, i've never had a sleep paralysis but like i have this thing like i don't know if i should get this check but like sometimes i'll just like be like i like, guess so like there's like this night like this like morning prayer so like, i'll get up for that and like i'll go back to sleep and like suddenly like i just won't be able to breathe for like five seconds or like it, it'll it will it will feel like I can't breathe, and then like I'll like gasp for breath, and like I'll come back to like life. Like I don't know if this, I don't know if That's, that's, sleep like, process in or that's like in no, no, the dream. That's like no 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 no. Like it, it's like it's in the real life. Like I realize that I'm awake, and like I'll just be laid there on my bed, like on my like stomach, and like, I just won't be able to breathe for like five seconds, and it's like, that's, like, and like I'll breathe again. Though. that's
2: a little bit concerning. I, I, hope get that
1: like, I should probably that get that shit is, checked yeah. out. <laughs>
2: um, but my hypothesis is that if the narrator of this meditation exercise is yourself. I think it could be like game changing. Uh, Yo, the point is for for your internal consciousness to like kind of decide that, oh, you're in a dream, like wake up. Not wake up, like, but like become lucid. And so, like, the most comfortable voice and the voice you probably listen to the most is your own. Um, I think uh, there's two problems with
0: that, though, like, from what I hear. Like, because one, like, I don't know if I'd be able to recognize my own voice, like, while I'm dreaming like i feel but like my, it's your
2: subconscious i feel like, like I feel, I feel like, like my a, brain, other option is someone else's voice no
0: but i feel like my brain like would hear my own voice and it would automatically just create some new character Cause, like i don't know if this happens with you guys but like mm. like when i'm dreaming like like i have like the classic apple alarm like da 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 and i'll hear that and it's like i'll just start imagining some person like 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 blowing on a whistle or something like it it'll be like yeah. the sound starts to incorporate into my dreams But then, like, it starts to get annoying. Like, the person in the dream keeps blowing on the whistle. I'm like, yo, stop. And then I wake up and realize it's my alarm. Like, but
2: yeah. Well, well, that's the point, right? Like, that's why you have these sounds. Like, that's why this app works the way it does because like it has these sounds and like you hear those sounds in your dream itself and then you're supposed to become lucid yeah uh uh,
1: from my research when i I first was getting into it uh one of like the most like proven methods is it's a quite long process but basically like over the next week every time you walk through a door count how many fingers you have on like your right hand okay so the the idea is like next time in your dream when you're walking through a door you're gonna like look at your hand like how many fingers you have and like usually in those dream states you don't have those details worked out so you'll have like four fingers like six fingers and you'll realize like oh shit like i'm gonna dream right now and like you'll become lucid at that point point. and apparently that's like very effective. interesting
2: yeah like yeah the, yeah the, the one that i looked at was like um like every like whenever like you like think about it like look at your hand like look at how like detailed like each of the lines are like because this won't occur in the dream yeah and then like try and take your other hand and put your hand through it like this like it, it looks kind of sped, but, like, um, <laughs> like, you'll just be, like, chilling. you just, like, do this yeah. over and over. Yeah. Um, but, like, supposedly you'll do it in your dream. Um, but there's other cool tech, too. Like, there's, like, lucid dreaming sleep masks that I really want to try where, like, there's, there's like, a laser um, on the sleep mask or, like, some light. Uh, it's, like, a red light. And so the idea is, like, in your dream, when you see, um, like, basically a red sun, like you'll know that like mm. that's the light from the sleep mask and you'll become lucid. Um, so I I really want to try that. Uh, I think like a sleep mask with like um like like headphones and like this light and some other things, probably some neurostimulation could be like really high. How, how effective are those those masks? Uh, I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll probably try
0: it soon. I'm gonna be honest. There's but... also another like method. Oh, Go ahead. Em. No, 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 sorry. Like. I was just gonna say, like, I kind of don't get the obsession with lucid dreaming. Like, why do people want so badly? So sick though.
2: Okay, but, me... like,
0: but like, I've always heard this thing. Like, and I'm, I'm gonna be honest, like, I don't think I've properly ever lucid dreamed. But like, I've always heard people that like know how to lucid dream say that like they always say that like it, like you'll realize you're in the dream, but like if you do something that's way too crazy, then you'll just automatically get up.
1: Like how truthful is that? Uh, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, it, 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 yeah. yeah. You have, have, to, to, like, have to like, like train your it. body to not get up.
2: Yeah, um. But I'm um, okay. Wait, let me, let me, let me, let me like put you on board. Um, in lucid dreaming, like, okay, do you do you like understand the value of the metaverse? No. Okay.
1: okay. I would we'll probably put you, you on the metaverse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. <laughs> The idea is that in your dream uh in this like lucid dreaming state, you're able to create and do anything right it's like a, a time for your creativity go to go wild and you're not bound by the laws of the world, yeah, both like physical and like political and so that's one thing immediately like if you wanted to do something, like lucid dreaming is your best bet to try and do it, okay and the other thing is in dreams like seven minutes like seven minutes in real life is one hour in a dream, and if you're able to like predictably lucid dream um then you can do all your non-tangible tasks like if you ever wanted to think about something uh, and just wanted time to think about something like you can do all that ta- all those tasks in your dream and then you can take your like real life and just focus on like the actual tangible work you have to do and so like you're effectively increasing your lifespan by so much just by like having one lucid dream per night you're, you're adding one hour per day to your life but how um, mentally is so- also are you
0: like you re- you start to realize you're in a dream But, like, is it literally, like, as if you're living in real life? Like, does it feel like that?
1: Um, Like, from my research, like, when I initially did it, like, in the beginning, it won't be. In the beginning, like, it'll basically be, like, you'll be a passenger in your own dream. But you'll realize that, like, you're awake. Um, And, like, it'll be, like, a bit more, like, experiential and real. And over time, you can get to a point where like on command you can conjure up whatever you want so like i've heard like people who can get to a point where like they have genuine difficulty like distinguishing between reality and when they're dreaming so like they, they said like i'd to, like i've read on Reddit before people will say like i had to stop lucid dreaming because i genuinely like would like not know when i've actually woken up because my, my like dreams were so real
0: that sounds like ins- no, Yeah, like it it's, like, it's, it's like, actually
1: extremely powerful, and like maybe not everybody has like the, the the ability to like get to that level of like lucid dreaming. But I think most people have the level or the ability to get to a point where they can like conjure up things and like basically like get like get get, get like, close enough to where, it, to, to where it's worth like learning it. I,
0: I think that's kind of cap though, low key. Like those people like that claim that yeah, maybe between reality and the dream, because like let's be mm-hmm. honest, like. You don't feel pain that much. Like there's no I I doubt like you'd be able to feel pain in a dream and I doubt you'd be able to have like like heightened sense of touch and smell.
1: Like, No, dude, dude, I had, dude, uh, the last time I did it, I had like one lucid dream, right? And like specifically what happened was like I was in a, uh, in a massive like green field and like there's some two like white dudes like I, I, I don't know like they're just characters around me. I, I don't know them, right? And they were, and we were playing football for some reason. Like I just like I distinctly remember reaching down and touching the grass and like feeling like like a like wet grass with the dew on my hand and like like feeling like the blades of grass like as like they brushed up against my like fingers. Like it felt so real real in the moment and I really woke up and I was like Yo, was that a memory or a dream like it, it, like for the first like 10 minutes after like it felt very very real really wow yeah. and like that, that was like my first lucid dream like ever after like actively trying to get one but you realized you were in the dream at the time like it, it was kind of weird like it, I, I kind of knew but i kind of didn't have to say it was like somewhere in between like a dream and a lucid dream it wasn't like full a complete awareness of it being a dream but at the same time i knew that it wasn't like a regular dream like i i felt like i was controlling it like i, I felt like i myself reached down for the ball and like you know what i mean
0: that's what a lot of my
1: dreams
2: are like actually i feel like i'm in control of most of my dreams really yeah really yeah so you just but like do you remember all your dreams? I remember I think, a like, lot of them. The, the other key is like you need to
1: remember all your dreams. Like that's actually the harder part. Yeah, but I, I think what dream journaling, like it's actually exponential how much better it's you start remembering them.
0: You know what's weird? Yeah. I like get up and I'll remember like
1: three dreams I
2: had, like just off the bat. Like wow. But do you forget them over time? It's like, it's I like I think them. after an hour after you wake up. I do forget them over time. Yeah.
1: Uh, I forget <laughs> them like ten minutes after, to be honest. Yeah. Um
2: yeah, i really want to try and get a lucid dreaming the other thing yeah i was saying like um oh i figured what i was gonna say but yeah anyways like hop on the lucid dreaming oh yeah no i was gonna say um like every time i lucid dream like i don't know why but, like my brain's like oh shit i'm lucid dreaming like i can do anything what should i do and every single time without a fail i always like put myself in like um like a cotton candy cloud where i'm just like running around like like there's like trees made of like giant lollipops guys, and stuff I know. like i kid you not know. I, <laughs> <What? laughs>
0: I love it i love that i love that bro that's so sick
2: <laughs> All right. yeah but like if you guys have seen like i think a similar scene was like cloudy and a chance of meatballs and so that's i think that's where i like visualized it oh um, and like i just like always put myself in there and then one time i was like playing basketball with everyone um, yeah, it felt it's, it's like really cool. I really enjoy the experience. You know, what you guys should try next time.
0: You're lucid dreaming. You should try conjuring your own friends in your dream.
1: Like, like when you rea- when you rea- I,
0: yeah. Honestly, like, like when you a lot of you guys
1: dream- are like present in a lot of my dreams. Like,
0: no, no, yeah, no but say, like when you're lucid dreaming, like you should like like let's say like let, like let's say for example like you're lucid dreaming Muhammad and like you want to like have a conversation like with Chris for example like you should and if he's not in your dream already, you should literally try to see if
2: you can like put him in the dream and start talking to him, see what happens. Dude, like, but here's the inception part. Okay, like, imagine imagine Mac had good conversations with me, right? Um, inside his dream. And, like, he had good conversations with me outside of his dream. Like, which Chris would he value more? Would do you think that me, like, in this real present world is just a reflection of, like, what he's thinking at that time because, like, he's been proven that can happen in his dreams? Like, basically, like, I feel like once you start, like, mastering lucid dreaming, you're just, like, diving to simulation theory and you just think everything is simulation at some point no
0: but pe- when you when you dream like the the like the way you see your friends in your dream is like the way you perceive them in real life too like it's not like different i guess in, I, in, 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 I in, in,
1: in a way like but like at the same time like if there's something about your friends like you might subconsciously not like like you might subconsciously dislike your brain might just like make that different in your like dream verse Oh, like I just
2: wanna I wanna like try that. psychedelics for this reason too.
1: I feel like they probably provide clarity as well. Similar to lucid dreaming. Yeah, look he if I could try any drug like just once it'd definitely be like DMT.
0: This guy's so crazy. we were talking about this Chris. This guy was like, yeah, like Amor like like cause we don't like smoke obviously. Like he was like, yo, like if you could or like just do drugs and general. He's like, yo, if like you tr- if you could try any drug, I was like, Oh, I'd probably try weed or something right he's like what that's so lame i'll at try acid bro like he at least said he'd try
2: acid like
0: that's insane yeah. yeah
2: wait that makes bro like i've heard insane stories like the the coolest story i've heard is that um i guess I, this might be a myth but the original computer architects like when they're designing these chips right like they're so advanced and there's so much going on that people didn't have enough mind space to like design them, and so like at these IBM offices, these original computer architects would all like trip on shrooms, and each one would get their own whiteboard and draw out like entire computer architecture. um And I, I, as they started to become more and more lucid, like, um, they would like start like designing the actual like computer architecture, and it would work. Like people like like the theory is that psychedelics are the reason that we have the modern technology we do today. And if that's the case, like why not try? Like why not experience that? You know.
1: Dude, honestly, they can be kind of scary in a way as well. Like, there was this one uh, comedian. His name is Ari Shafir. Um, and, like he took this uh a, a drug on a podcast once. It was some sort of like a dog camera, which one it was specifically, but he lived like twenty five years in another life in one hour, and then came and then came back into the real world, and like he had like trauma for like the next like two three weeks like recovering and like grieving his family that he had lost in the one hour of 25 like 25 years of life that he lived in the one hour like that's how powerful they are does that make sense of what i just said let's say say like isn't it worth i mean like, like i would trade 25 years for three weeks i need it no but the thing is like it's scary because like you yeah, like your brain cannot distinguish reality from like what's happening in that like drug-induced like reality right so like you think like what
2: it, is reality but like what you think it like what you think it is
1: but well, I, I, I guess there's, like, a material reality that we can measure. You you can never measure, like, your internal, uh, like, neural reality, right? I
0: think, I think mm. Muhammad, like, once told me this. I don't know if you told me or if I just saw it online. Like, I heard this, like, one story about a guy that literally, like, like, I think he was, like, on a drug. He was either in a coma or on a drug. But, like, mm-hmm. he basically, like, had, like, lived an entire life, like, while yeah. he was, like, absolutely. Yeah, oh, is that what you told me? No, but like, yeah. but he had kids and everything too. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, that's what I was just I was just talking about. I think I explained it for. Oh, but like, yeah, he, oh, He he took guy. the drug. He like in in the real world, he was only like in like he was only high for an hour. But in his mind, he'd lived an entire like life of like 25, 30 years with a wife and kids and the house and like everything. He, he lived an entire life, and then, and then he came back and like he was like really traumatized for like weeks afterward.
0: That's wild, bro. That's wild. Yeah. Like, imagine imagine you guys getting up right now. And, like, all of a sudden, like, you're a completely different person or something. Or, like, you're the same person. But, like, all the people, like, all these people that you see in front of you right now, like, they were just, like, figments of your imagination. That'd be insane. Yeah. That'd be insane. Chris, you ah, know what? Sh- Chris, did you know Regular Show? Like, it's my favorite cartoon. Favorite cartoon of all time. Like, Regular Show. I don't
2: know of it, but I don't watch it. Like, you cool.
0: know the, the characters, right? Like, the bird, that tall blue bird and whatever. Right? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. Did you know, like the the creator of the show, J.G. Quintel, he actually um, he created a skit of the same characters in a convenience store when he was in college because he took like fine arts to like study how to create cartoons, and like those characters, they were ba- they were originally humans. And they took like acid while they were at working at a convenience store because the whole premise of the show is that they're these lazy workers that hate working but they love having fun. So they took acid while they were working at a convenience store. These two random guys, Then all of a sudden, their their faces change and they turn into these animal caricatures. And oh, yeah, what the heck? It was so crazy. And because like if you watch regular show, like it's a mixture of humans and. Um, and, like, animals. And, like, like humans and animals interact, like, completely normally. So, like, it's kind of weird. But, like, a lot of, like, theorists like to say that, like, he, like, chose to, like, have that be the dark underlying theme of regular show. That these characters are, are on acid, like, this entire time. That's why, like, all, like, their best friends and all their family members are animals. But, like, all, like, the normal NPC humans around them are just humans. But, yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about it
2: love these stories of like um like you know like backstories behind like like really the really common like TV shows like I remember hearing some like crazy backstories about Spongebob as well at some point Um or I don't know I remember like Naruto having like some crazy ones too Um yeah I can't
1: think of them right now uh, what's it called um, Gravity Falls it wasn't theories oh
2: yeah sorry yeah Gravity Falls is that one yeah yeah yeah
1: Gravity Falls had like really cool like within the show like like clues and stuff that were given to like the the fart that was really sick do you remember it Muhammad? Do you remember coffee.
0: at the very end of the Gravity Falls episodes, they would always like put some random chain of letters and yeah. like numbers and like like I would literally like have my phone or like sorry like my iPad or something ready. and I'd take mm-hmm. a picture of the end scene really quick because you could always like decipher those and like come up with what they're saying
2: and like it would always be like crazy messages like Bill Cipher is watching or something like that. It always be Dude, it's insane. It's, like, by far the best, like, animated TV show I've ever seen. And people think Avatar The Last Airbender is good. Nah, you, really, you haven't watched Gravity Falls.
1: Yeah, but, um, I think as a coherent story. I'll give it to Avatar. In terms of, like... Uh, like really? Cause, I mean, yeah. Because, like, like, Gravity Falls, like, it's not a continuous, like, story. There's episodes that are just, like, Spongebob-type where it's, like, stuff will just happen and they won't really affect the story, like, on a, like, a like local timescale type thing. Um, But, yeah.
2: Now, I used to watch this podcast of this guy, like, deciphering every single thing. Like, it wasn't just those end scenes, I Amir. Mean. Like, at the start, they would, like, put words in reverse. Yes, and, yes. Like,
0: I saw those.
2: Yes, yeah, so And then, like, yeah, and then Max, sorry, like, throughout the, throughout the t- like, the shows and, like, inside of the actual content, like they would put random clues everywhere and people would have to find them do you, do you, remember? Did you see, like, do
0: you remember that one time traveler i'm not sure if you remember this there was this one bald yeah. time traveler and like there was this one
2: he's everywhere right yeah, And he, he was just, like, everywhere. everywhere like he was in- yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah no dude it's insane um wait do you guys know like the creative gravity falls made in like in person like in real life like scavenger hunt with clues to find like a gravity falls statue Damn. It's so like like this guy was like a creative mastermind, like no heist like money heist did not even have as much like thinking about like the show and the plot and the entire story, including like the people in real life as this you know, the most fun know, I I've was, ever had wa- you don't know ahead. sorry go ahead go ahead, go
1: ahead. I was gonna say the most fun I've ever had watching TV shows is like when I'm an active participant in finding out the plot like for example like early days flash when like trying to figure out who reverse yeah. flash was who Zoom was who avatar was like that like that's so fun to just sit there and like theorize about it. Agreed, yeah.
0: No, I was gonna say I was such a nerd with Gravity Falls. Like, I remember in elementary school, like, like, I think if you asked Zach or something, they might have remembered me doing this. But I would go, like, I'd go on Google Images, I would search old yellow paper and I would like take an image and expand it all the way to the size of a word document and just print like 10 pages of those and I would take like this black like like pen like this old pen that my dad had and I would literally pretend like I was like the author of the journal and it's crazy like whoa! I literally went to my basement and like put red paint on the end of a toothbrush or sorry not a toothbrush like a paintbrush and I started like splattering like dots of red on some of the pages. Like, cause there was this one page I remember in the series where like, like the author is like one of his fingers got cut off or something and there was blood and it was on the Bill Cipher page, I think. So, and I literally like, I was so. Obsessed.
2: Oh yeah. It's it's the sixth finger. No, it's the sixth it's finger the sixth that this finger. guy's brother has exactly, that yeah. he cut off or something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like that was like, what was
0: so sick to me? Like, I don't know. I was so like obsessed with the show at the time. Like I literally was trying to create my own journal thing, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's so sexy. insane. okay we have doubled our um usual time frame we usually go for 30 minute episodes but we had a great time talking today thank you everyone for seeing the drawing board for liking commenting and subscribing and to our special guest amir for appearing um yeah any any final words boys
1: kids laughing laughing at their
2: grunkle i'm grunkle stay here